Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Butt Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today, uh, we are into chapter 55, uh, Catelyn 8 of A Game of Thrones. And in Fire and Blood, we will be discussing The Dying of the Dragons, uh, Rhaenyra Triumphant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, Sir Ezra, so many things are going on today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so many. Mm. It's where, crazy, man. Where do we, where do I don't we, even know where to where begin. Do we, where do we begin? Okay. So uh, I think first we should start with some show news, right? I think that's yep. I think that's probably the first place to start. So um, as we talked about, you know, obviously the final season is coming out, um, and you know we, Sir Ezra and I, have been going back and forth, back and forth, kind of behind the scenes on how we want to do this, um, because there's only so much time in the weeks to record. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, sure. <laughs> especially like a trailer drops and, you know, we live in different time zones, so it's not like we can always easily just record stuff. Um, right. So uh, what we're, uh, we're going to what we're going to do is we're considering uh, this. We're still not 100 percent, sir. Uh, we're we're uh, but this is probably the most likely course of events um, is we're considering putting the reread on a temporary hold. Um, mm-hmm. during the like six weeks of the show because um, we were thinking, well, let's do the show and a reread, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we were like, well, we typically record the reread early. And so we're like, well, if you we record the reread early, then like people are going to send us questions and theories and ravens that they'll want us to discuss. And then, yeah. you know, we'll, right. like we're like, well, we'll always be behind. Yes. And we tried mapping mm-hmm. it out. We're like, well, we'll be behind because we want to do – we want to save time for, like, a follow-up Friday-type episode every week. Um, so mm-hmm. that way we can, you know, talk, obviously, about all the show theories that everyone's going to be flooding us with. And we want to talk about it because it's super cool and exciting. So that's what we've kind of decided is probably the best course. Um, it's yeah. not like the reread's not going away or anything. It's just we're, – eh, we're, we decided – I think we're just going to put it on a temporary yeah. hold. Um, like a six week hold. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like we still got years to go on that right. th- on that thing. Like and yeah. uh, Winds of Winter isn't even out yet. So it's not well, yeah, we, it's not like we're never gonna we're not like saying, Oh, oh, reread's over. It's just uh yeah, it's just to us it just it just uh makes the most sense. Otherwise we'd be recording we'd have to record like three episodes a week plus Raven's Nest is coming and we wanna do possibly yeah. two of those we're considering. Um, yeah, because yeah. we want to get the second one out, you know, when the show is out and so we can maybe talk about the finale. So that's just kind of mm-hmm. where we're at right now. Yeah. Uh, to simplify it, really, we'd like to do Sunday night. We'd like to watch, you know, the episode and then we'd like to record our reaction, our review, a discussion right afterwards for you guys to listen to on Monday. And then throughout the week, we'd like you to send us your thoughts and reactions and maybe predictions going into the next episode so we can bring back basically follow up Friday. Right. Um, yeah. And we just do that for for six weeks. Yeah. And know? so we were like, well, if we recorded the regular episode Sunday mornings when we normally do, we normally record Sunday mornings, post the episode on yeah. Monday. Um, and in these past couple of weeks, actually, there's I think there's been one or two weeks where we've pushed it out or whatever, just mm-hmm. because yeah. it's just scheduling. Um, yep. And so we're just like, well, if we record it Sunday morning, when do we post it? Because if we post it Monday, well, everyone's we want to get that episode. So then you're posting two episodes. And then sure. it just gets kind of lost. And we don't want, we also just, we also were like, well, I don't want to um, discredit like the reread. You know, like no, I don't, yeah, don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah, shortchange those episodes. So 
I said, because we only get one chance to do it. Well, <laughs> you know, because we're not going, yep. we're not coming back to these chapters in terms of yeah. the reread. So that's what we've decided to be kind of the best course of action. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be awesome. I think everyone's going to be super happy. Yeah, to me have too. Essentially, Fall Up Friday back um, for yeah. the, for these yeah. kind of six weeks. So. Yeah, I think so too. And a lot of people who will be coming in to listen uh, will be folk. Our new listeners will be folks who are um, really invested in the TV show and uh, might want to hope afterwards, hopefully, uh, hop into the reread. So, mm-hmm. you know, for six weeks, that's not a lot of time just to focus right. and give the, the, the final season its due, mm-hmm. you know. So it'll, so, yeah. be, so today, it'll, it'll be over before we know it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, this is, you know, you're going to get this episode um, basically one week before, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we are going to post this on. Uh, recording Sunday, but we'll post it Monday, and mm-hmm. and uh, then next week we'll have the show, man. It's crazy. I know, it's crazy. It's here when it's it when it's here. So yeah, so we are going to be doing uh, chapter fifty five, uh, Catlin eight, and uh, Dan- and some more fire and blood. But uh, Sir Ezra, yep. there's also something else we wanted to kind of address a little bit. Um, something we kind of we you and I both just kind of witnessed on YouTube, and I think that uh, yeah. we kind of just want to uh, kind of want to say something. So. Um, yeah. As you guys know, we uh, we often bring up and and jokingly I, I say uh, talk about Order of the Green Hand. Um, yes. Like and I hope uh, it seems like Sir and I both just kind of saw this on YouTube and uh, I don't actually know the guy's name, but from Order of the Green Hand. But he was I think it's yeah Dave I think Dave yeah um I don't know they and Mary Ellen yeah, yeah. they um I guess. I guess what happened was they got like thrown out of like some Reddit community or the it, it Song, of Ice, the, uh, Fire, Song or, of Ice and Fire. Um, yeah. Um, forum. Yeah. The forum on the on the wiki page, and it seems like they just had a lot of bad interactions with um, a lot of other kind of people in the community, and um, I neither Ezra or I, Sir Ezra, or I I think really know the whole story about it, but I will say, uh, you know, when we like. But they make amazing content. Like, yeah. Well, look, let me jump in real quick, just yeah. because, like, like from the get go, I remember over like almost two years ago, um, we enjoyed watching their videos, and the we used to jokingly kind of say on the podcast that like you know oh. another project or another podcast likes to say a matter of fact this, but a lot of our thoughts and theories when we bring up counterpoints, when we bring up counterpoints to some of those well known theories. Uh, the counterpoints are actually coming from their podcast because they do have really original, you know, ideas and thoughts. Yeah. And it's actually helpful, I think, to to hear another thought or idea or theory. How, how could you get something new, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you just keep rehashing the, the same old thing over and over? So anyways, um, we've brought them up before and we just saw, you know, they've they've gotten a lot of hate and a lot of different um things that have that have kind of they they have a lot going on right now it sounds like personally yeah and you know it's tough so i I really feel for them and and uh they just kind of this big youtube rant we just wanted to basically voice our support and kind of say that we're pretty chill and laid back here i mean we kind (laughs) of okay if anything look back i mean we've taken every single raven that people send us you know regardless of how crazy the theory might be or whatever um we talk about it. We try to think of ways in which that that we, that could work, or try to make it work, or you know, or try to help them. You yeah, know, um, yeah, absolutely. And I and along. you and I actually have both seen a lot of uh, people. You and I have both seen um, instances where the, uh, people on like the Reddit forums or the 
wiki um, forum yep. uh, have referenced some of their ideas. They're they're very big N plus A equals J uh, theorists, right? Sure. Yeah. And we have people. We have people on our on our uh, you know fans that we. I mean, uh, we've had people you know come on Raven's Nest that yep. that are big N plus A equals J absolutely theorists and and some of the stuff. Um, and like have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, we just have fun, guys. We're talking about books, like. You know, yeah, there's just there's no need to really <laughs> get negative uh, in comments well, it, and, 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 and and things like that. Yeah, we're, we're talking we're talking let's about move it past, at the end of the day. Yeah, l- let's move it past their theories. They actually don't care if we joke about their theories or right. what have you. But it's the personal attacks. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's things like that. So I mean, quite frankly, you know, the, the theme here with us has been the knee. Yeah, you know, so 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 we are kind of a laid back. You know, every other podcast can kind of bend their knee, but at the same time, those people who are going to say negative things and make personal attacks against the way someone talks or their voice or where they come from or how they look. Um, you know, I mean, all of those people need to submit and bend the knee because yeah. that's just not, yeah. not cool. Cause so, ben, cause bend the knee is bend, bend the knee is the name of the podcast, but it's yeah. also, it's also a warning. Cause you know, there's it's like, a, yeah, there's a second word <laughs> that comes afterwards. All right. And it's Dracarys. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much how yeah. that goes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we just had to make a quick, a quick little yeah. you know, announcement there. Cause we have mentioned them before. I think their I theories never... are really good. I know. I we, mean, just like you, know, actually... you, you and I have read manifesto level theories from the Reddit community and we're like, yeah, I may not, I may not agree with all of that, but. I'm not, that doesn't mean it's not good. Like their stuff's really, yeah. their stuff is really good. Like really well put together. Really yeah, you, researched it. They and have, it out. Yeah. they have some theories where I'm like a hundred percent. I agree. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So anyways, if you get a chance, you know, you want, you want to uh, just throw them support and you don't have to like their, their theories or, or even their content. But I mean, you can at least like, you know, human beings and people who are, yeah. you know, um, just trying to, enjoy the same fandom that that we enjoy yeah, you know so absolutely that's that's all there is that, uh, to, to that so yeah quick update there um one more thing while we're in small council uh to kind of switch gears here and, and, and move us along i today went on this deep like i just i started mm-hmm. watching all the interviews all the late night interviews the morning shows uh from the cast of of game of thrones you know you had sophie turner uh Maisie williams you had kit harrington uh and so on amelia clark and um, John Bradley, whoever. I am Gwendolyn Christie. Her mm-hmm. her interview on I think it was um, one of the morning shows was I, it gave me chills. I mean, talking about you know the end, they couldn't tell us anything, right? None of them can can say a word about it. But when they talked about how how they reacted and what they did, that the, each of them said they got emotional. They had to take a walk. Um, mm-hmm. A sunny day turned into a rainy day. You know, yeah. it moved them in such a way that, you know, one of the things that Gwendolyn Christie said in her interview, um, and this was just, I mean, this was probably April 3rd, I want to say, is, is when she was um, just on uh, talking about this. She said uh, that, that that basically the, the, the series finale kind of, it puts a lot of things right or makes a lot of things right. And then there's a lot of things, though, that it doesn't, you know, so like, <laughs> I don't know how to take that either. It's sort of like a lot of things will you know, seem like uh, certain characters maybe got what they deserved and others didn't is kind of the way I, I yeah. heard her. And I'm like, wow, what does that mean? You know, it just uh, so I'm more stoked now than, than than I ever have been every day that we get closer to, you know, um, 
episode one. I'm just I'm so fired up and and to hear the cast say we cannot wait until you guys see it and we cannot wait to hear what people think about it. That says a lot. I mean, because it's like this this series has had so many big moments and big reveals and like you know you know Hodor moment, Red Wedding moment, all those different things. To think that there are more, many more of them, you know, to come in yeah. this final. It's just nuts. It's I crazy. Know. So like, get I ready. I know. I can't. I can't wait. There's probably, there's so many things. Stannis coming back. Woo! Excited. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stannis will sit at the Iron Throne. There you go. Oh. So, anyways, I was fired up. If you get a chance, we we put some links um out in the Facebook group just for folks to kind of check out, you know, and um, yeah, just have just have a good time, you know. Get yourself. You want to get hyped? I mean, go watch some of those interviews. I think Kit Harrington did uh, SNL mm-hmm. um, this past Saturday, so uh, those clips are coming out. And I watched his opening uh, monologue. It was fantastic. It was super funny. So, um, yeah, go check that out before we get into this uh, season yeah. eight. So, yeah. So, all right. Wow, that was. I felt like, uh, yeah, that was a little bit all over the place, but uh, all needed to be said and. <laughs> Anything else going on, Sir Matt? You, are, are, are you doing okay? I mean, I'm doing good. I, I Hopefully, I sound a little better, man. I, I went and got a new microphone, so hopefully that sounds a little more, uh, I don't know. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I think you sound great. So, uh, yeah. All right, my friend. So, that was Small Council. Let's jump into uh, our Maester study because mm-hmm. it is a huge Maester study. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, as, as I said at the top of the show, you know, this week we're kind of covering uh, the Dying of the Dragons, uh, Rhaenyra uh, Triumphant, and th- a lot happens. I mean, this is, I, I kind of just have um, the different battles listed here, and I'm going to give a quick summary of what happens. It, yeah. it would be hard to, to right pull ahead, fr- from the text here because there's just so much. I mean, if you look at this, I'll, I'll just start at the top here. You've got, um, you know, uh, quickly we sort of just give you some background on Aegon. Uh, Targaryen, Aegon II, Aegon the Elder, you know, um, being there in King's Landing. Rhaenyra is over on Dragonstone. And uh, to set this all up, this this chapter kind of talks about the fall of King's Landing. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, basically the the, the two um, power switch, you know, I mean, to, to give you the, the big summary here, um, Aegon is, is injured, as we know from last week. We were talking about, you know, his fight and how he and Sunfire were super injured and, and he's... Um, kind of been given over to Mocha the Poppy and he's just been they say he's you know um gosh sleeping I think they said nine out of every 10 hours in the day yeah so he he's just he's just wasted and and so uh Aemon Targaryen actually uh Prince Aemon his brother uh takes up the um his cause and and is really you know in, in charge of the greens at this point so, but let's talk. Let's 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 hop in here just a little bit. So this is gonna be a little bit different today. We're not really gonna do a whole lot of uh, actual reading from Fire and Blood, unless Sir Matt, if something catches your your attention. You no, hey, no, go right ahead, man. Bring it to the front. Yeah, just just let me know. So last time um, we were talking about how Serato Hightower basically was this hand of the king for Aegon Targaryen that was trying to win the war through letters. And Aegon didn't like that. He went with someone younger. He got Sir Kristen Cole. And, um, you know, Sir Kristen Cole basically took to the battlefield right away, laid a trap for Rainies, and they fought and they killed Princess Rainies, uh, the queen who never was. And uh, they ended up killing her dragon, um, Maelys. 
So, as I say, super injured and what have you. Now, when they come back to King's Landing, you know, um, Aegon II is brought back. Basically, what happens is, is that um, they're looking to strike quickly. You know, we, we, we talked um, last week again about Daemon Targaryen, again, who is married to, to Rhaenyra uh, and is her uncle, all right, <laughs> um, has been striking from Harrenhal. You know, he's been uh, plotting these different attacks with, um, you know, the... Oh, what were those guys' names? Uh, cheese and uh, rat. Yeah, rat. cheese. Uh, yeah, tra- cheese and rat. Yeah, yeah. So he was kind of, you know, he set that up. Uh, basically, the assassination attempt. You know, he took um, a son for a son, mm-hmm. as it were. Was the big chapter there. Um, so when they get back to King's Landing, Aegon the Second is just out of commission. Uh, Prince Aemon Targaryen and Sir Criston Cole actually gather up the Greens and they march to Harrenhal, and. Doing that, basically, they left King's Landing defenseless, essentially. You know, um, they've taken a dragon, they've taken their main force, and it's uh, vulnerable. And Prince Daemon um, on Caraxes and Queen Rhaenyra on Cyrax actually kind of take advantage of that. So, you know, Daemon was, was tipped off by some of the gold cloaks who he used to captain, you know. And he flies in and basically takes over uh, King's Landing. Yeah. You know, so that's a huge switch in power. I mean, I think at one point when they see the dragons, I think it's Alice at Hightower starts to say she, she sent writers to try to bring back Eamon and Kristen as, as, soon as, as soon as they had left. Um, but they're too far gone, you know, and she can't get to them in time. And so Queen Rhaenyra is, is, is here. And also um, Lord Corlys Valerian... You know, arrives on on Blackwater Bay and he's got the fleet. So they've got, you know, King's Landing kind of, you know, surrounded by the sky and and they're in in Blackwater Bay. So yeah, the battle um there's a lot that happens with the kings with the with the city watch, as I said, sort of sort of their betrayal um you know, th- just that they had sort of turned their cloaks, I guess, if if you will. They were loyal to Damon who had once been their leader and uh yeah, yeah. So, so that's really how they gain entry uh, there. Um, there's a lot of folks who who are murdered. You know, I mean, remember when the when some of the blacks were captured by the Greens in King Land, in King's Landing, or those who spoke uh, in support of Rhaenyra's claim were sent to like the cells, yeah. right? Sent to the yep. black cells. I mean, some of them were just killed on you know right there on on you know on site. Um, several who were captured, though, who turned and became Greens, uh, Rhaenyra actually has no mercy on them. Um, it's rumored between Mushroom and, and Eustace that, you know, she either cut their tongues out first and then, and then killed them or she just killed them, you know, but like, it's like she, she really had no pity for them, uh, when she is there in, um, in King's Landing. So some of the aftermath of that, um, King Aegon II there escapes the fall of King's Landing. He was smuggled out by the uh, the Master of Whispers, uh, which is which is Laris um, Laris Strong. So through secret passages, he kind of dresses up. I mean, like one of the small folk, like a commoner. And remember, his body is he's burnt. He's got sort of like he's mangled a little bit. Yeah. One half of his body. I mean, that could not have been an easy trip. You know mm. what I'm saying, Sir no, Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So. So that was interesting. Um, he was protected by two of his Kingsguard, uh, Sir Willis Fell and Sir Reichert Thorne. 
And uh, yeah, he's accompanied by his children, Princess um, Jahera and uh, Prince Maylor. Boy, some of this stuff here that happens to his kids. <laughs> it's pretty awful. It's pretty crazy what goes down. So, um, yeah, because, you know, the, the big switch here is that he will later end up over, he gets smuggled to Dragonstone. So when Rhaenyra leaves Dragonstone and takes over King's Landing, basically the two uh, monarchs kind of switch spots. Just mm-hmm. to make that easier, I guess, for, for folks who are kind of wondering what, what, what happens there. And um, one of the biggest things, one of my big takeaways for this chapter was that Rhaenyra, when she takes the the Iron Throne, do you, you remember the part two where it said that she was cut often? Yes. Like there were signs that, you know, the Iron Throne was, didn't like her. Right, that, yeah, it was cutting her. Yeah, there was like these bad omens where they were seeing, even though she was wearing armor, you know, she would every time she would leave the throne, she had been cut up a little bit, you know. And uh, it's wild. Um, but she didn't have any money. There was literally like so Aegon the second had had uh, exhausted all of their, you know, all of the money in their vaults. I mean, they were were in debt to an extent. And to fill some of that back up, Rhaenyra has to um, I think she calls on uh, uh, a Celtigar and mm-hmm. uh, who is a descendant from from the from the last master for, from one of the former master of masters of coin. And they bring those taxes back, and it's awful, you know? It's it's just awful. So, yeah, so it says, uh, Rhaenyra took the capital and sat in the throne for roughly half a year. All right, so a decent amount of time there. Um, upon taking the city, she insisted on claiming her father's seat. And we talked about how, basically, you know, she was, uh, she was cut there several times. Um, those living in King's Landing initially welcomed her, um, her return as a ruler, for they had always had little love for Aegon II and his brother Aemon. Uh, Rhaenyra, once in power, sent knight, uh, knights inquisitors to pursue those who had helped Aegon escape the capital. Um, the spikes of the gate started to be filled with more and more heads each day, although the late King Viserys, uh, Viserys Targaryen had left the treasure vaults full of gold upon his death. The treasury was completely empty by the time Rhaenyra had taken the city. Uh, so there you go. So the Greens had had basically spent up all that all that gold and the blacks are kind of left with nothing so yeah. um yeah and oh, it's lord uh um lord lord bartimus mm-hmm. Celtigar, i think is is her is her master of, of coin and uh yeah so he he enacts some of these um these new taxes and it's just not going well um that was interesting too she ends up getting called um they, they kind of refer to her as as king magor with teats right. yeah you know? <laughs> and they say it says you know that uh uh for hundreds of years thereafter you know um the curse was magor's teats you know just i don't know it was kind of interesting so yeah i really yeah. Like, i really so, like that picture too yeah. that picture of her uh oh yeah like on the iron throne where she she it's just been like cutting her and like she's just not yeah it, it bad omen there i mean like mm-hmm. you know even if she as she sits there for six six years it even talks at one point i didn't have this here in the notes but like that she started to gain a lot of weight there as well she does um, she does actually i think in in a world of ice and fire they have a they have a better picture of her where she's put uh, yeah. put on a little bit of weight yeah i think it's just the well i mean some of it's or just they describe stress. it they describe it later like as they describe her closer to her death how she's like been put on how she's um been put up, she's put on a bunch of weight and stuff yeah they'll, they'll even later talk about her dragon who 
um, gets gets kind of then pinned up in the dragon pit and becomes so used to chains mm-hmm. um, and and people it gets, just becomes very tame and lethargic, you know. So does possibly that, she, does that, yeah does that does that have anything to do with it? That connection yeah right? c- kind of parallels yeah, Rhaenyra. So and I was I was even thinking too in this chapter Rhaenyra really does. Um, uh, I mean, Damon's really pushing. Her husband Damon is is pushing. Uh, and, and doing a lot of the fighting and, and, and commanding, but she she becomes fairly laxed here, and, and actually maybe lets her guard down. Even though, you know, Aegon hasn't been killed or or found, um, she she seems to feel like she's almost won, I guess. And I put a really cool map in our dock at the very bottom that just sort of shows all the support that she had that blacks versus greens, and it's quite a bit actually. Mm-hmm. They were able to, to to rally a lot of support. It's the Riverlands that are really kind of um, where the battle's being fought around the God's Eye in, in various places, um, Tumbleton and such. So, uh, yeah, okay. So now, when Rhaenyra moves into King's Landing, obviously the Greens have to move out. So some of them are smuggled out, you know, and I think Alicent Hightower is captured. So the mother to, to, to the Greens is, is captured and she is left there. But beforehand, um, she is actually able to help get... Uh, some of her, I think her children, and then this says, um, yeah, Aegon II's son, the Prince of Dragonstone, so Maelor Targaryen, uh, was was actually able, they, we were able to get him out. Uh, this is pretty pretty wild here. Let me read some of this. Um, with his father now king, the, well, let me skip down here. During the fall of King's Landing, um, the Master of Whisperers, uh, Lord Loras Clubfoot, smuggled Maelor and his sister, Princess Jehera, to safety, charging Sir, um, Sir Rickard Thorne uh, the King's Guard to bring Maelor to Old Town. Uh, at at uh, Bitterbridge, Rickard was brought down by a mob, and Maelor was torn apart as the people of the mob each sought to claim him as their own uh, prize. So, you know, Rhaenyra had put a, when he leaves and, and flees the city uh, after the fall of King's Landing, uh, Bitterbridge is actually a pretty uh, brutal spot there where, where they, they uh, the, the um, his daughter does get away, though. She actually does make it, I think, to Old Town. Um, but uh, Maylor is, I think, only three years old, maybe? You know, something like that? Maybe maybe a little bit more, but just a, a, a young, you know, uh, young babe. And, and is, it is actually, um, you know, killed and, and, and torn apart. Now, remember, too, in, in the last chapter, so when we t- were talking about a son for a son, um, when you had... Um, what were their names again? I think it, we had a blood and cheese. Okay, the blood assassins. And blood yeah, you're and right. Cheese. Yeah, blood and cheese. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Had snuck into the Tower of the Hand, right? Um, so when they get in there, um, they they forced King Aegon's wife Helena um, or Helena to pick a child, and she actually picked Maelor because Maelor was the youngest, and she thought he wouldn't know what was going on, and uh, they end up killing um, Jaehaerys instead, her her eldest. So that was sort of upsetting. Remember, she really struggled with that for a long time. So, yeah. But anyways, he ends up so he ends up um, you know dying there at at uh, at Bitterbridge. Now, I we had said before the reason that King's Landing was left wide open for attack is because um, Aemon and the Kingmaker uh, Kristen Cole actually had led their army. Um, some 4,000 greens from King's Landing to retake Harrenhal uh, in the Riverlands. And that's that's where Prince Daemon Targaryen was set up at, you know. 
but he actually vacated that castle. He leaves, and that you know he joins with Rhaenyra to take King's Landing. So again, kind of uh, he knew ahead of time that they were marching their force out of there. So he takes King's Landing. Who cares about Harrenhal? Yeah, right. I mean, who who cares? But, yeah, I so, don't. You know, I don't know why like people. Yeah, consider. I know it's a huge keep, yeah. but yeah, and maybe it's. You know, it still has. I, I I don't know. I know a lot of it was burnt and destroyed, but and it's it's in a good location, I guess. But I don't know. It almost seems like a joke sometimes to, right? <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so let's see. The, an interesting character. So I want to bring up a couple. This this chapter brings up some some folks who um are a little notorious and and maybe we'll uh we'll see throughout the Dance of Dragons and even after. So we've got um. Uh, Alice Rivers, the Witch Queen, actually. So, you know, Damon, when he they 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 march all the way to Harrenhal, and so Damon has left, and Aemon Targaryen, um, when he arrives there, he ends up wiping out the strong line. Yeah, completely ends it, wiping them out, which <laughs> is crazy. You know, because uh, I was look some a cool connection to that. We've got, um, oh, what's his name, the the mountain, right. um. Uh, whatever his name is, strong, you know. So, and there's a, there's several other characters in the Golden Company who call themselves by the surname Strong. Yes, you know, and I know you can. They say you can kind of pick your own name there, but it's kind of what's it's wondered like how could some of the strong line, um, you know, survived when when Aemon you know showed up here and remember he has it out for all of those you know bastards who who were his nephews. Um, that uh, he fought with growing up, and and so when he's here, uh, he believes that the Strongs that that uh, I think it's Lara Strong, the 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 Master of Whisperers, was the one who actually betrayed the information and actually gave up uh, the idea or, or or told Damon and Rhaenyra that they were leaving King's Landing. So he thinks the Strongs were were a part of giving that information, you know, um, to the Blacks, and so he kills every single one of them. I mean, even some of the bastard children, too. Yeah. So he kills everyone except for what I believe, you know, Alice Rivers is is a bastard uh, daughter to to one of the Strongs. And, you know, they say she has sorcery powers. You know, she survives the assault on Harrenhal, um, you know, with when Prince Damon was first there. And then when the Greens take it, you know, she um, maybe seduces Aemon Targaryen. We're not really sure. I mean, she... It seems like they were super close. Um, let's see. The dragon rider spared um, Alyssa's life, however, and he took the older woman as his bedmate. So a lot is made in the chapter that she's an older woman, still good to look at, still whatever, <laughs> but like she, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. How, like how to phrase it, yeah. A, 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 lot of, a lot of what Mushroom and, and, and Eustace sort of disagree about is like, right. she still has her feminine her? wiles. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, exactly. But they, they kind of say, like, he had a lot of other... Why didn't he pick... I mean, she's either two or three times older than him, is what it suggests. So why would... That's why, you know, again, the idea that she's a witch, uh, it's believed that she used potions or some sorcery to entice Well, some uh, people him. just prefer yeah. older women, okay? Hey, I know, man. You know, Nothing that, wrong that's with what it. Gendry, that's what Gendry's thinking with, when Melisandre's there. He just didn't realize how You're, old she was. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, exactly. And who knows? Maybe this this uh, Alice Rivers is much older. I mean, you know. Yeah. So she ends up hanging around quite a while and uh, ends up becoming basically uh, with child 
from from Aemon Targaryen and even sees him off when he when we we'll talk later about the Battle of the God's Eye. You yeah. know, so that was kind of huge. She's just this character that is um she's mentioned before, but more detail is given to her here in Fire and Blood. Right. So Yeah, okay. Um so let's move on past her. Let's get to the end of Sir Kristen Cole. I haven't really liked him from from the get go. So Whoa. you know, the old butcher's ball here is is basically um what we're talking about. He uh those that four thousand, you know, um that, that army of four thousand, the Greens that had left King's Landing to retake Heron Hall, um, what are they doing? You know, they they've left, you know, where are they supposed to, you know, uh, fight now? Like like well, like, what are they supposed to do? I mean, are they supposed to go back right back to King's Landing and, and take it back or 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 what are they gonna do, you know? Yeah. So um I mean they're also basically, da- they're also you know, down dragons too, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, the um yeah. They led their four thousand greens from King's Landing to retake Heron Hall, uh, from Prince Damon Targaryen, who vacated the castle before Kristen arrived. After hearing the Lannisters defeat of the Lannisters defeat in the Battle of the Lakeshore, which by the way was you know, the Lannisters are fighting for the Greens and um they kind of show up there uh near um you know, Heron because there's still a fight at Heron Hall. Just because Damon right. left doesn't mean that there wasn't a fight, so that there's still quite a bit going on there. But, um, you know, Eamon began burning the Riverlands. Cole marched his remaining uh, 3,600 greens south along the western shore of the God's Eye, and he's intending uh, to meet up with uh, Ormond Hightower, who had actually taken a second force around the other side and of, of, the, of the God's Eye there. So he's coming back around, and he is actually ambushed by a group called the Winter Wolves, which... There's, I wish I could go into all the details. There's actually really cool details about these characters and some of the lords who are supporting uh, the blacks, but it's just too much, guys. Yeah. I'm, I already feel like I'm flying through this. <laughs> you know. So anyways, they, uh, they're ambushed by these guys um, just south of the, uh, the God's Eye. And it's crazy. You know, This is the arrogance of, of Sir Kristen Cole. He tries to actually challenge... Um, you know, basically, you've got two armies there ready to fight. And Sir Kristen goes out, and I think they're outnumbered, actually. And so he kind of, under a truce banner, goes out and wants to challenge them to single combat. Um, he challenge he challenges Lord uh, Roderick Dustin, um, Sir Pate of Longleaf, um, Sir Garibald Grey, and he even says, you know, you guys can... He goes, I'll take all three of you at once. You can even, you know, bring a few folks. And... Uh, Basically, they all decline, and they fill them full of arrows. Yeah. Right there, under the truce banner. So, you know, that was pretty pretty wild. I mean, that was kind of one of those, you know, red wet not red wedding type things, but one of those kind shockers. Of, yeah. Where it's like you're un- yeah, you're under a truce banner. You wouldn't expect um, this to happen. They really don't care. This is war, and, um, you know, later on, it's, it's nicknamed the Butcher's Ball. Uh, his men basically... They're ambushed and they're outnumbered two to one, um, and they kind of just did not disband, but they 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 get scattered a bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so that was kind of a high point for Rhaenyra Targaryen's um, forces for the Blacks. You know, they beat Sir Kristen Cole's forces there. It's it's a pretty big one. So the Butcher's Ball is a pretty big turning point. She's already got King's Landing, and now they've defeated you know a large portion of the Greens. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of good stuff there to kind of kind of celebrate. Now, I had mentioned before that this 3600 was coming south and trying to swing back around 
to meet up with um, Hightower's forces. And Hightower being on the other side, he has one of, um, I think it's Prince Viserys, uh, youngest son um, and brother to Aegon II, Darren. And they, he is known as Darren the Daring. Pretty awesome, you know. And uh, he's known he's known that way because of just some of the stuff that he is able to do on his dragon and um, his prowess in, in, in combat. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about this. And actually, remember last week too. So much to talk about here. They there was a um, the what are they called, Sir Matt? The the seedlings. Mm -hmm. The uh, the oh uh, nettles the and nettle. yeah the nettles because they uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Nettles, it was uh, the Hammer, what was his name? There was a couple of them. The Dragon Seeds. The Dragon Seed, yeah, there Nettles you go. the Dragon Seed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, the, they come into play right now. So before, you know, the, I mean, the Blacks should have won this, like like right here. I mean, basically as, as we get close to, um, as we start to shift towards the first battle of Tumbleton, it is a, a huge turning point back in favor of the Greens because you have a um, Ulf the White and Hugh the Hammer um, who are sent to Tubblington on behalf of the uh, the Blacks end up betraying. They end up defecting over to the Greens mm -hmm. during the first battle of Tumbleton. Yeah. And they, they end up helping um, Darren the Daring. You know, and so so that was a huge switch there. That's why the the, the Battle of Tumbleton is is actually um, it's it's a major point, major turning point again. You know, in in the Dance of Dragons, they actually hear about it back in King's Landing, and Rhaenyra is like super concerned because mm -hmm. she's she, hearing this is, about this is where she starts. Yeah. This is where she starts to get a little paranoid. Absolutely, yeah, she's definitely paranoid because they thought, you know, with the dragon seeds that they had way more dragons, they should be good. Um, but these guys, you know, Ulf the White and Hugh the Hammer basically start to get, you know, I, this, these idea, this idea of, of grandeur in their mind. They start imagining themselves wearing crowns. You know, with a dragon, you think, I could do anything. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, who's going to stop me? I, I can actually beat back some of these other dragon, you know, dra dragon riders. And so, you know, and that actually ends up being kind of a poison for the Greens. You know, cause that's something Darren has to deal with is that these guys start to want lordships. Mm -hmm. And they start to want, you know, all this, all this, you know, um, notoriety and thin things. So, yeah, that was that was a bit tough. Well, this um, is where this is where um, Rhaenyra's go when she starts to get paranoid is when she uh, like declares um, Adam Valerian and Nettles traitors. Yes, right. Yeah, it's yeah. she she and then that causes that has like you know disastrous uh, consequences, right? Because, um, yep, you know, Nettles Nettles is like the last dragon rider of um sheep stealer mm -hmm. right so there's a dragon that, yep. that you can that you can lose and then um adam valerian uh which what what's the dragon he has again he has uh yeah sea uh, smoke i have to look it up sea smoke that makes sense yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah, yeah i think you're right yeah well and also i mean corliss valerian we didn't get to talk about that I a mean, whole he lot dies last at, week he, he died at tumbleton but you know so that's that's just part of that whole her going her going crazy yeah, 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 yeah. So, but it was you know Corliss was the one beforehand though who was like super speaking in defense of 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 uh, Sir Adam, mm -hmm. you know, and actually he was um, a bastard until Corliss Valerian kind of legitimizes him, you know, and so that was kind of because she wants to almost arrest these guys and and imprison them until the war is over. Not that you know she just doesn't trust them, 
I guess, and and they're too they're too big of a risk or liability, you know, um, with just with with um, off the white and, and Hugh the Hammer betraying. She just immediately assumes that that Adam and Nettles are going to do as well. And really, I don't I don't think they would have actually, you know. So we're going to talk about those two characters a, a little bit. Um, Sir Adam is actually warned by um, Lord Lord Corliss, you know, in a way, and is able to escape. You know, he's actually able to to kind of get away. And same thing with Nettles. Nettles actually lives on. She does, um, yeah. for quite for quite some time, which is which is really cool. There's some even some rumors, you know, um, about her and and, and her and, and the life that she had with her dragon in, in a faraway country. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's that's pretty neat. Um let's see here. Let me move on down. Um I don't really want to read oh, do I? The Battle of, of, of Tumbleton, I mean, uh it's kind of there's a lot. I don't know. They're, well, they're Adam Valerian. Adam, we know Adam Valerian dies there at the at yeah. Tumbleton. Um, well, there's two. There's like there's the first and second battle of Tumbleton. But. Right. Yep. Yep. You got the the first and the second. Um, yeah. I mean, the first one is basically where we have that sort of betrayal. That mm-hmm. the the you know the the two betrayers kind of turn the tide there. Mm-hmm. So I really think that's all you need to know about that. I mean, there's a lot more details about what they did to the citizens and mm-hmm. how they burned people to yeah. death. And, yeah. The and, second and, the second the second one though is an enormous win uh, victory for for the blacks, like a nor- yeah. enormous winner win, uh, because. Like the people who die in the second battle uh, for the Greens, I mean, it's Darren Targaryen, Hugh the Hammer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Owen Fossil. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know, they it's huge. That's where it all goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that really is where where, where it all goes, all goes down. Yeah, and I think that that comes that comes up. Uh, they, lo- they lose yeah. Vermithor. They lose another dragon, um, and then the gre- the blacks really just the the blacks lose less than like a hundred people. Um, right. They lose Adam Valerian and Sea Smoke though, but I mean. Yeah, it's still it's still a huge victory for them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, All right. So let's move on here a little bit. I just wanted to do a quick little uh, kind of an aside about Nettles real quickly. So while she's in the Riverlands, you know, part of uh, Rhaenyra's, you know, she is freaking out because the dragon seeds have, have uh, switched sides. She actually sends for uh, either Nettles, either Nettles head or, or for mm-hmm. Nettles to be you know, taken, and uh, you find out that Damon, her husband, has actually taken Nettles under his wing, so yeah. to speak. Yep. You know, and remember, you know, um, Damon was a guy who frequented brothels, who had many wives, and even seduced maybe Rhaenyra, and was was actually banished and exiled by his brother Viserys for hooking up with Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or, or showing her the ways, I guess. I don't know. Um, so I kind of believe that this happened. I mean, you know, I think it's Eustace, uh, Mr. Eustace, or Septon Eustace kind of says that, you know, he was more of a father figure to Nettles. Right. Um, but Mushroom's sort of like, come on, you know. Yeah, Mushroom, I mean, they go yeah they, isn't it Mushroom who says that they um – they were went as far as to share uh, share a tub, and they were as na- oh, the naked as their name day. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, and I think they did actually. It was I think even Eustace kind of confirms that too. So, or, or one of the maesters, but it, it it's yeah, they, they they went everywhere together. They were kind of scouting, looking for um, you know uh, their enemy, and they were on Dragonback, right. you know, doing a lot of stuff together. And you know, you're out and about. I mean. 
I guess, you know, pull to Ned Stark. You're out of battle, and hey, you know, the need comes yeah. on you, and I guess that's yeah. what happens. And I, I, I say that uh, jokingly, but... Or or am I? Or is he, you know, d- did Ned actually, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Jon Snow got there somehow. Uh, he did, that's for sure. That's for sure. So, anyways, um, what's interesting, too, about, about this whole Nettles connection is that um, someone who was in Damon's life earlier, it's, it's Lady uh, Masaria, who is, let me scroll down here, yeah, Misery, the White Worm. She actually ends up feeding into um, Queen Rhaenyra's distrust of the dragon seeds. And remember, Lady Masaria in actually w- uh, was um, a Lysini, and she hooks up with uh, Damon. She's actually with Damon before, you know, he's with Rhaenyra, and it actually upsets Viserys because he he already had another wife, and um, she she loses his child on her way back across the narrow sea or whatever. Um, so they bring her in and she's like the lady of whispers, right? She's, um, she, she's the master whisperess. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Whatever the title is. Um, and they often compare her to, to blood Raven a little yeah. bit. So, so she's pretty big deal. Um, I kind of think my own thought and theory here is that like, if Nettles is hooking up with, with Damon and lady Masaria is, you know, a former lover of his, that she might be a little bit out of shape about that. Mm-hmm. And and want to try to end it or what what have you, but uh, he ends up uh, getting warned um, by the Lord of of uh, Maidenpool there and g- takes the warning. He he helps her get away, you know. So so Damon did care enough about her to send her off, and and she kind of um, some maesters believe that that she went that where the burned men originated from um, is where she went to, you know. So that she might have been in this. Um, because it, it said it said that the burnmen originated from members of the painted dogs who worshipped a fire witch and her dragon in the mountains of the moon. So there you go. I mean, she it's just rumored that she went beyond the Bay of Crabs and and uh, was never seen again after after flying in that direction. And then you have all these rumors about people worshiping, you know, this um, fire witch and her dragon. So yeah. good for Nettles. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> good for her. Um, all right, just a couple more things here, and then we will get to the reread. Um, after after that discussion, so remember, we left Aegon II, who had got to Dragonstone. Um, he, he's, he's over there. He actually ends up convincing a couple of the blacks on Dragonstone to come over to his cause, and he has Sunfire with him still. So once he gets off of you know his addiction to, to, to the milk, then he is able to, to mount... Um, Sunfire, and he actually ends up, you know, killing a, a another dragon there on uh, Dragonstone, and so he's sort of um, bringing about the fall of Dragonstone and, and bringing it under his under his command, you know, because it's it's poorly defended, and um, yeah, so he's able to actually kind of um, you know re- reclaim that for the for the Greens, so. That's we left him there, and so now he's 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 up and moving again at the end of this chapter, and and uh, you know ready to do his thing. So the last major thing that happens in this chapter, I guess, that we need to talk about is probably the Battle of the God's Eye. Yeah, I think that's how the chapter ends. So with all those pieces in mind, so let's keep Rhaenyra in King's Landing. Let's keep Aegon the Second over on Dragonstone, and. You know, we've got Sir Kristen Cole's forces uh, defeated. 
I brought up earlier the um, Alice Rivers, who is said to be kind of somewhat of a sorceress, right? She actually um, tells Aemon Targaryen where to find Daemon Targaryen. And, like, actually accompanies Aemon. I mean, she watches the battle. Mm-hmm. Alice Rivers actually watches Aemon and Daemon Targaryen fight, um, you know, above the god's eye from some from some tower there. Um, and so that that's kind of a neat little connection, uh, I thought, in the, in this chapter. And so they get there and, you know, um, let's see. Let me just read a little bit of this to you guys. Uh, Rhaenyra ordered um, Lord Manfred Mouton of Maidenpool to send uh, her the head of nettles. We already got that. Let's see. Let me move on. Uh, here we go. Um, Damon took Hall from, oh, where does this first start here? Uh, here we go. Once Damon was gone, Lord Mouton uh, took down Rhaenyra's banners and raised the golden dragon of King Aegon II. So that was all of that bit originally when, you know, Hall switches sides, right? Because Aemon is there. Right. Uh, Damon took Hall from the few who still remained there and waited for 13 days. On the 14th day, Vagar appeared with Aemon and his bedmaid, the pregnant seer, Alice Rivers. With Alice on the ground, the dragon riders fought in the sky above the god's eye. Uh, their fight ended as the dragons locked together, tumbled towards the lake. According to tales, Damon leapt from Caraxes to Vagar and drove the Valyrian steel longsword Dark Sister through Aemon's blind eye. Uh, the dragon struck the lake um, half a heartbeat later. Caraxes crawled beneath the walls of Harrenhal, where he died. Vagar died in the water and was found some years later with Aemon's bones still chained to the saddle and with Dark Sister in, in the rider's eye socket yeah wow uh damon's remains however were never found causing singers to claim he survived to spend his last days with nettles there you go so um i don't know man his body was never found you and i talked about this a lot on our patreon episode about like the isle of the faceless men because there's a lot of you know weird stuff here that because of where this takes place takes place just about the god's eye and like you've never seen again um, yeah, his body's not found. His, body, How is that? his body's yeah. not found, but they do find. You know, obviously they find dark. They get dark sister out later, um, but it's just who's it's, in the water, which doesn't water, make sense right. to me. So, so like you, you in the water, you you were able to find, um, you know, Eamon's body with dark sister in his eye, but you can't find. You know, maybe he was also in the water somewhere, and it was just they got lucky finding the first body, right? Slash drag. Well, oh, actually, okay, so they found him because he was still attached to his dragon so maybe that right. was he was easier to find you know but um yeah real interesting so that's that's a major a couple of major battles this chapter was just full of you know um the blacks gaining a lot of ground the the, the greens took it back a little bit and, and there and here we kind of have two major players uh lost for for both sides damon and Eamon, you know so um yeah very interesting um quick plug here for another uh, individual who's done some good work on this, the Atlas of Ice and Fire blog. Uh, we'll put a link maybe in the Facebook group. Just has some really cool maps. So you can kind of see, you know, he's got the blacks and the greens kind of outlined here. So you can see the different areas of Westeros, see who was on um, on, on whose side and which areas kind of stayed out of it. You know what I mean? So, because you had a, a, a large portion of, of the kingdom does stay out of it, you know. So, which, which I think is interesting. Um, you got like Dorne and and um, you know the the, the Tarleys and, and and so on, um, kind of. Well, not the Tarleys. Uh, 
who are they? What are they called? I just forgot their names. Oh my gosh, the the roses. Yeah, the, you know what I'm talking about Tyrells. Tyrells, thank you. Yeah. So, you know, they they kind of are able to avoid a lot of the Dance of Dragons. So, but yeah, just a cool little link. We'll put that in the in the group. So Atlas of Ice and Fire. This that was a lot, and I apologize mm-hmm. just for kind of you know running through all of it. But I had no. Sir Matt and I have talked before. You know the show. We're just always like, how do we get through all of all of that stuff without completely, you know. Um, Spending two and a half hours explaining, right. de- you know, yeah, well, the we, details. Because- yeah, we, we've covered fire. I mean, it's info, it's information we've covered before, and the Dance of the Dragons is the most t- covered uh, event. Yeah, you have Fire it, and Blood, uh, World of Ice and Fire, the whatever's talked about it in the main series, um, mm-hmm. and and whatever it's, it's also talked a little bit in Dunkin' Egg, like little snippets of it are talked about here and there, and then the novellas. Yeah. Yeah, right. And I just want to throw this out to some some of our, our patrons and different folks. Um, you know, Sir Ezra and Sir Matt are not afraid to to sit down and actually pick some of these different battles and really look at, you know, the players on each side and, and how they won or or just some of the cooler connections between the different houses and, you know, which which of the great houses were on which side and how does that impact things going forward? Um, there's a lot of cool connections to it, but I felt like today you just had to hit all of the major battles, you know, and right. all of the major sequence of events because it's it's quite a lot to kind of wrap your wrap your mind around. I actually skipped over the shepherd who goes in preaching mm-hmm. about, you know, all the dragons and they storm the dragon pit and kill a bunch of dragons, you know. So, if you're not reading Fire and Blood, it's definitely it's definitely uh yeah, it's 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 worth a read. It's not one of those things I I think a lot of folks will go back to and read over and over again. No. But it is Probably it's not. I, I think where it will become more important is maybe in the prequels, depending on what they do, right. if they ever were to do, yeah, Aegon's Conquest. Well, or we know there's five. Forward. We know there's five prequels planned. We know that, you know, I was reading to more some more today because I was like, yeah, you know, the the next the Long Night prequel is, mm-hmm. I think we'll I think when Comic Con comes around, I think we'll get a name. Yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, excuse me, I don't think we get a trailer, but I think we'll get a name and a um, like a logo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be God, that'd be awesome. That'd be huge. So um all right, friends. Well, hey, yeah, that was just the, the Maestro study, kinda long, uh, as we said, you know, that it'll be now it'll be a while before before we come back to to that, just like we said at the top of the show with the with the reread. Um, but uh yeah, we'll we'll keep after it and and uh and we'll, we'll answer any questions you may have about fire and blood if you want to send them our way. Um, or if anybody wants to discuss more or hear some musings on it mm-hmm. on Patreon, we'll definitely definitely get after it there. So Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh let's move on to the reread. This week we are in Catlin eight. Last uh time, I don't know, I can't even remember if it was last week. Uh we mm-hmm. were in Daenerys uh six. Daenerys was unable to convince Cal Drogo to assault the seven kingdoms to regain her throne while Drogo was hunting. She went to the market met a wine merchant who offered her a cask of wine. Sir Jorah insisted the merchant drink first. The merchant refused an attempt to flee when Drogo learns of the attempt to poison Daenerys. He makes his decision to attack the Seven Kingdoms. Mm. Last time we were with Catelyn, she had gotten news from Riverrun that House Lannister was gathering an army at Casterly Rock. As Catelyn and Sir Roderick arrive for Tyrion's trial by combat, woo, that's a, that's a while ago, 
Uh, yeah. Sir Brendan, who was uh, resi- uh, had resigned to his post, plans to join the defense of Riverrun. In the duel, Bronn kills Sir Vardis Egan, and Liza sets Bronn and Tyrion free outside the Bloody Gate to take their chances with the Vale Mountain clans. This week, Catelyn uh, eight, uh, Catelyn and Sir Brendan meet Rob's army at Moat Kaelin, accompanied by the host from uh, House Manderley. In private, Catelyn helps Rob uh, refine his war plans and explains to him that they have no option but to win or die. Rob decides to go south in support of River Run with a feint down the King's Road to keep Lord Tywin Lannister's forces occupied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This was I actually really enjoyed this chapter. This is there's some really cool connections here with the with the Manderleys and mm-hmm. and, and so yeah. On. This is actually so. pretty cool because this is where you get to see Rob uh, kind of start his character start to develop. You get to see Rob um, starting to be a uh, field commander, and you also get to see actually just how kind of wise Catelyn is. I think I think it's it, the show um, kind of makes because there's just less time. You have far more time mm-hmm. of her in the book, um, and you get to hear her thoughts. You get to actually. You know, in the show, it makes it, she seems she comes across as like a hothead, right? Like, oh, I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna capture Tyrion. Oh, I'm going to set Jamie Lannister free. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. in in the in the books, you get it, you get to actually hear her thought process, so you get to understand. No, these are actually smart decisions that that, yeah. that she's making. Um, and so that's yeah, that's something, and you get to see, you know, she really does know her way around. That's why later she's like, no, let me go talk to. You know, like Renly and and and, and Stannis, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, let me go do this. They yep. know me there. Um, she holds a right, lot of yeah. sway, and she is really smart. So, yeah, and she she makes a tough decision, you know, in this chapter as to you know stay or return to Winterfell, you know, and things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's there's a lot going on here. Yeah, uh, it was too far to make out the banners clearly, but ever through the drifting fog, she could see they were uh, white with a dark smudge in the center that could only be the dire wolf of House Stark, gray upon its icy field. When she saw it with her own eyes, Catelyn reined up her horse and bowed, bowed her head in thanks. The gods were good. She was not too late. The await, uh, they await are coming, my lady, Sir Wyless Manderly said, as my lord father swore they would. Yeah, so she actually, so to kind of fill in the last time, and we'll get this later on, but... um she leaves the Vale of Aaron, mm-hmm. you know, and she doesn't leave it in the best mood. Um, ends up going to White Harbor, right? And while she's there, meets with with the Manderleys, who we've always thought it was a very interesting house. Mm-hmm. Um, their relocation is 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 cool to ponder over, and uh, yeah, so she's with um, well, so so Lord of, of White and, Harbor and, is and much bigger deal in the yeah. books than in the show. Oh yeah, huge. And the yeah, show, and the show, I think you see Lord Manderley like once, right? When Jon Snow becomes king in the yeah. north, I think like that's it. Yeah. Right? What's What's funny is we just said that they're a much bigger deal, a huge deal. Well, These guys yeah. are huge. They are huge, and they're much <laughs> they're, they're much bigger in the books than they are. In the, they I are. Mean, the guy who was playing him was a big guy in, in the show, but they're like it's they're like obese is like what they are. yeah. It's it's funny. So yeah, Lord, Lord Wyman Manderley uh, is is often said that he's too fat to ride a horse any longer. And so that's why he sends um, his son. So he sends, uh, you know, Willis and mm-hmm. uh, and Wendell. So, yeah. But and, and it's it's funny because, you know, uh, Catelyn's kind of thinking she's looking at she describes Willis. And even though he's 
not as big as his father, but he's this big dude, and she f- kind of feels sorry for the horse yeah. that he's riding on. Uh, she, she likes yeah, him. She, he's a likable she, guy. Yeah, she talks about his like fingers were as fat as sausages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah I mean these guys are wealthy I mean they're they're a wealthy house yeah. um they're one of those those northern houses that still believe in uh knighthood mm-hmm. too and, and the seven and follow the seven you know yeah yeah from their from so, their southern from their southern roots right yeah so so yeah that that's that's pretty neat um this whole bit too there's a there's a and I don't know how you want to you, you know Matt, Sir Matt you just kind of guide us through here but like Moat Kalen mm-hmm. uh, you you learn a lot about Moat Kalen and, and how yeah. big it used to be mm-hmm. you know yeah and, it, and it it's now and they and still it, think it's it's epic e- yeah even today it's it's mo caitlin it, it's not necessarily that it's um big or uh epic it's just it's a very it's a it's a very good stronghold because it's super easy to defend um because mm-hmm. because you know it's it's like a a bog right and i think i think mm-hmm. you know they talk about uh several times that like you know I, I don't know how, what the exact number is, but, you know, essentially it's like, you know, a hundred guys could fend a hundred archers could fend off like 3000 men. Um, it's just, yeah. it's just that easy. And so that's why, um, you know, Ned, remember when Ned gives those orders, like send these guys here and like send these guys here, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, in the, sh- in the show when um, Ramsey snow at the time sends Theon to go get Moat Kalen because he can't, he can't siege it even with like, yeah. even with like the handful of guys that are in there. It's just it's it's too hard, right? Right. And what's interesting too is so uh, just just for point of reference for folks, you know, um, White Harbor is actually just a little bit north of it's it's to the east and it's to the northeast of Moat Kalen. So they were actually traveling back south. She could have just continued up to Winterfell, but she got word that this is where Rob is at, mm-hmm. and he's called the Banners, and they've marched to to Moat Kalen. Um, another interesting point of reference is Greywater Watch, um, House Reed being just south there. So we've talked about how it kind of moves around um, on these like flotillas and it's kind of in this boggy swampland. So it does seem to be it. When you look at the, 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 the maps and the lay of the mm-hmm. land here, there's a there's a point where it looks like they might have been had a, uh, a larger wall or, or a bigger fortress, mm-hmm. you know, stretching across that uh that region there that uh yeah it was originally yeah moat Kalen was originally much bigger uh it was you know from the wiki here it was uh, once a great stronghold with 20 towers a wooden keep and a great uh basalt uh basalt curtain uh, wall as high as that of winterfell's uh today only great blocks of black basalt lay scattered about half sunk in the ground where the wall once stood uh the remaining three towers which are covered in green moss uh um, command the causeway from all sides that enemies must pass between them. Attackers face constant fire from the other tower should they attempt to attack any one tower. Um, yeah, so it's 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 really it's it's a pretty you know think about like the twins right. It's just an area that you're all you just you're gonna have to go through. It's, yeah, you get kind of bottlenecked. You get kind of bottlenecked into yeah. it, and so it's you're just screwed. Right. Right, exactly. So I think let's see, there are three towers, right? The the mm-hmm. children's tower, the gatehouse tower, and the drunkard's tower. Um, mm-hmm. There, so you've got those three of the twenty kind of. Yeah, you get that. There's a great remaining. line later where it's like uh, uh, Brendan, you know, the blackfish is like, "This is Moat Kalen. It's no more than a." And Catelyn's like death trap. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, let's talk about that because as they approach it, mm-hmm. um, he does sort sort of say like, "This is what is this?" You know what I mean? It's uh, it's. It's renowned. I mean, it's it's known 
in the Seven Kings, uh, Seven Kingdoms as as this great fortress, this great place uh, of of defense. And she kind of thought the same thing um, that the Blackfish is thinking. And she's like, "But look at the lay of the land here." Uh, explains what what Ned had told her. And yeah, very uh, defensible, you know, capable of defending the passage to the south. However, provided uh, that they are fully manned. Yeah, so it's 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 an epic spot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never really when I when I did my first re- read through. I mean, I it's nice to go back and look at the maps for reference and things because I I always thought it was more epic than it than it is. Yeah. But it really is the terrain around it mm-hmm. that that cause it to to be important. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just because yeah. it's it's just like marshland, right? You know, it's. It's thick and it's kind of like a, a swamp, right? I guess like, you know to 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 get through. You know, there's some pretty cool co- quotes about Moat Caitlin and other books as well. Um, you know, uh, when later when uh, Theon and you know the the Ironborn have taken Moat Caitlin, he's like, you know, Rob will never look on Winterfell again. He will break himself on Moat Caitlin as every Southern army has done for ten thousand years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it is yep. it is you know it's like no Southern army has ever taken Moat Caitlin. Yeah, that's that's sort of the thing is that like when you go south, that that's where you know um, the Northerners have have had a lot of trouble. You know, mm-hmm. is that they don't fare well in the south. But when you're in the north, it being as vast as as it is, and you have those defenses um, there near the neck and just just north of it, yeah, you, you really those yeah, as you said, those southern armies can't get there. Well, and that's something that even is brought up in this chapter. You know, Tywin is he's not going north. He's not going to march north. He's he's never going to no. do that. I mean. It would never make sense, and it's because of Moat Caitlin. It's because of Greywater Watch. It's because of the twins. Mm-hmm. You know, um, th- those are the reasons why he he won't do it. Just makes sense. If they want to fight, then come down here. They can keep the North for all we care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like th- they've they want to rule the more prosperous, you know, um, South where there are more resources and things. So, um, yeah. Now another interesting, cool connection to Moat Caitlin. Uh, according to myth, the Green Seers of the Children of the Forest worked dark magic at Moat Kalen, right? So, mm, okay. oh gosh, a long time ago we talked about how this is where, remember the the breaking of, of the arm of Dorne, right? Or the, I'm sorry, the, the hammers of the waters on the neck. So they were trying to, at first they had broken the arm of Dorne. Mm-hmm. The children and their, and their green seers had worked their magic to sort of stop the first men from coming from Essos over to Westeros. And now, you know, that second um, attempt is is done here at Moat Kalen where they tried uh, to kind of flood this region, which makes you realize uh, it makes sense as to why it's so boggy and there are so many, you know, the the, the ground is is right. saturated, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, just kind of an interesting, cool connection. That's why one of the towers is called, um, you know, uh, Tower of the Children. So, all right, cool beans. That, that's uh, so yeah, that's that's where we're at. That's where we're located here, and. Um, uh, let's dive back in here, I guess, a little bit. So, Catelyn, when she first gets there, you know, she's uh, mm-hmm. looking at all of his his bannermen, right? So, the Glovers were in there, right? And she's got the Great John. Great John Umber is there. And she's a little concerned. You know, she didn't actually instruct Rob to call the banners, really, and, and, and march south. And when he does that, he has named himself Battle Commander. She says that later on. And he's in charge. You know, so he he almost kind of thinks that when she shows up here, mom's going to send me home. He, what is he, 15, 16 years old, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, his mother's going to show up and, you know, off he goes back home and, and things. But she knows that would embarrass him in front of these other bannermen. They're not his friends. They're men who are supposed to look up to the Starks 
and uh, you know he is you know um, warden of the north. So she can't really do that. She can't undermine him. And and even though maybe she is a little bit upset that her son decided to do this, he, he at one point when she first walks in, so she she gets um you know she meets a couple of the guards and and they kind of show her uh, in to you know where the uh, great John they're having their war council right. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Bolton's in there. The great John's in there. And uh, it's funny because the way Rob, you know, he, when he first sees his mother, he's just, you know, mother, he wants to like almost run and give her a hug, you know, and she kind of wants to do the same thing, but knows that knows that she's not able to do that. Uh, Theon is in there. Right. So, um, you know, she, he's got all of his he's got all his guys in there. Uh, she wants to have a, a, a word alone with him just to sort of discuss things. Um, what I thought was interesting is that. They, um, well, she she can't send him back, but she also she's proud that he that he's, you know, called the banners and marched south, um, but he seems to be kind of unsure of himself. You know, I, I kind of felt like after at the end of the chapter, he is she she teaches him how to be certain in his decision making mm-hmm. because of all these guys that are around him. You know what I mean? Like when um, the great John is kind of talking about which way he wants to take the army. And, you know, there's there's two different, you know, paths in which they can go and how they can how they can attack the south. Um, how do they get past the twins? Right. So she kind of tests him. Right. To see whether, you know, how clever, how how good is her son? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I like when she talks to him and she's like, you know, you've grown a beard. Right. Like, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. She she says, you know, like, oh, like he's she's starting to see. And like she has those moments, too, like um, where. Uh, the chapter where she's telling Theon and Rob, uh, what does she say? She says something about like, you know, it, it's it's time, you know, that Rob like takes mm-hmm. that next step. Oh yeah, I can't remember what I can't remember exactly right now, but off the top of my head, what it is that Rob says. But there is something where she's like, no, it's it's high time you did. Oh, uh, with the steel in his hand. Like yeah, yeah it is. It is. Yeah, he's holding. Yeah, he's holding a steel or something. Yeah, he's holding a sword. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, right, and that's, right. that's kind of like the same thing here, too. As you said, you know, she's testing him. She's still kind of grooming him because uh, that's right. what he needs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, one of the disappointing things, though, that we that we hear about here is um, is, is that uh, Tyrion is no longer with her. Right. You know, so they were hoping that they would have a war prisoner that they could negotiate with. And, right. And trade. Yeah. Chess piece. Yeah. And and Lysa Aaron has completely messed that up, you know, and yeah. taken that away from her. So. She even gets a little short and says things in, about her sister that maybe she shouldn't have said, but I think she kind of wants them to know that it, he would be here if, if if I had my way. You know, we would have that bargaining chip, but we don't, and that's a big blow, actually. Yeah. So I don't know though. Do you, they think, have, do you think? Yeah. Do you think that Cat wanted to kill Tyrion? No, I, at I, the I time think, I think uh, she did. That she wanted to kill him. Well, because if you think about when, if you think about when it was. You know, like Ned hadn't been like imprisoned yet. Robert was still alive. Yeah, I think it was. She knew that if she were spotted, um, and so she just did well, it. She did it. It is kind of an impulsive decision. I mean, she makes a very like when she makes the decision, uh, she's very smart about right. Because she, she was trying to she was trying to be secret. Yeah, that's right. And he exposes her her her, her secret. Because she is going back to Winterfell to call the banners, right? You know, um, and then when she takes him, right? Uh, Jamie ends up, you know, 
they make the attack on Ned and all that kind of right. stuff happens, you know. But it's like he had already they had already sort of made up in their minds that they needed to do something. And when you call the banners in the north, I mean, you ba- he sent her back on that type of mission. What's well, serious? You know, right. what I mean? or kind of wanted to get word to them. So, yeah, I mean, this is a chance to where she's accusing him, too, of of and she's close to the mark. The Lannisters did, you know, do something to her son and, and hurt yeah. him and sent attackers. So even though she's getting played a little bit, um, there's there's a lot for them to answer uh, for, and then more comes out later. So anyways, she takes him, you know, and it's just that. I don't know. Maybe she does eventually want him killed, um, but for sure she wants the Lannisters to answer for this, and it was maybe an easy, easy, you know, bargaining chip for her to her to grab at right there. I, I, yeah. I don't know. See, yeah. she also doesn't know Tyrion's intent, you know, because Tyrion would have just how how's it going? He would have he would have let her go on her way. Yeah, I now think he word would have gotten out. You know, yeah, word definitely would have gotten out that she was down. It's like what? Why are you? Yeah. Why are you? you know, why Ty- are you? Tywin's smart, right? Yeah. Why why are you at the crossroads and where are you headed? Where were you before this? Why is it that you're not in Winterfell? What's going on? You know what I mean? So then all of a sudden, people start to get you know worried and things and what have you. So. Yeah, she saw an opportunity and, 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 and took it. And these guys are just kind of upset that, like, they could have traded her for, for Sansa. Sansa, they read the letter, you know, right. um, and, and she sees Cersei's, that Cersei Cersei's, basically Cersei's words. threatening her. Yeah. Yeah. As she calls it. You yeah. know, we're taking good care of her, you know, but we the the unspoken thing is that we could not be taking good care of her, mm-hmm. you know, if, if this doesn't go the way we want it to go. So, yeah, so that that is all very interesting. Um. Let's see. Oh, let's see. The more just about her. Oh, she just, she says that they're going to have that conversation later. Uh, the Lords kind of want to talk more about that, but you know, she's like, "Nope, I need time with my son," and uh, y- you know, and that's when they discuss the letter. No mention of Arya, and uh, you know, that's that's really you know rough there. So, uh, let's see. What are you afraid of? Ah, here we go. So this is where she starts to kind of, you know, question him a little bit, right? So, um, let's see. Um, my sister is not about to stir beyond the bloody gate. So she, you know, Rob starts to ask is, would the Riverlands aid us? Will, um, you know, the Aerie, will, will the Veil come to our support? And she says, no, there's no way. Uh, Aunt Lysa has gone cuckoo. And this is where you get a little flashback and she explains that, like, she wanted young Robert to come foster at Winterfell to be around kids his own age. She thought that would do him, do him well. And, and basically is told by Lysa Aaron that like, if you ever threaten to take my child again, I'll throw you out the moon door. Yeah. You know, which is nuts. I mean, so she's completely off her rocker and, and she's, she's lost it. Uh, let's see where else to pick up here. Uh, Catelyn took his hand. Rob, I will not soften the truth for you. If you lose, there is no hope for any of us. They say there is not but stone at the heart of Castle Rock. There By the we way, go. <laughs> back to Lady Stoneheart, in case you forgot. They say there is not but stone at the heart of Castle Rock. That's unreal. Mm-hmm. First, that is unreal that he's putting lines like that in this. It's just crazy. He's he's, okay. he's thought it out, man. He's the master. He's the master. Okay, goodness. Okay. Um, she she brings up remember the fate of Rhaegar's children. So she kind of says to him, "You can't lose." So she's asking him, "What are you going to do? What is the plan?" And um, 
you know, he kind of goes on to, to talk about what has been happening. Uh, less than a fortnight passed. They had fought a battle in the hills below the gold tooth. Rob said Uncle Edmure um, had sent Lord Vance and Lord Piper to hold the pass, but the Kingslayer descended on them and put them to flight. Lord Vance was slain. The last word he had was that Lord Piper was falling back to join your brother and our other bannermen at River Run with Jamie Lannister on his heels. Uh, that's not the worst of it, though. All the time they were battling in the past, Lord Tywin was bringing a second Lannister army around from the south. Uh, it's said to be even larger than Jamie's host. So here, the Riverlands, you know, remember the... Um, uh, I love that they also, in this, in, like when... when um, <laughs> When Rob is talking about Beric and Darian, mm-hmm. he keeps he keeps calling him Derek and Eric and mm-hmm. some lord. The, this you know, father sent some lord. He charged him to go with some of the Stark bannermen or some of the Stark household guard and and, and others to root out the mountain. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so he's like, there is someone out there fighting in father's you know, and in, in, in the king's name, trying to fight against you know the Lannisters. Um, but Tywin was kind of doing all that raiding. And he's picking off the Riverlands, kind of their their keeps and their their the lords one by one, and Edmure just is getting outwitted. He's just getting outplayed, you know, in the battlefield. And so now they've actually had to retreat all the way back to River Run. And Edmure, I believe, ends up getting um, they get sieged. His father's dying in there, so you know she realizes that her brother and her father is in trouble. And um, yeah. Edmure is is out of his league, facing down Tywin. Yeah. And, and Sir Jamie Lannister. So, you know, Edmure Tully is a character that I really wish we would have gotten. Well, we yeah. could could get more of because he's, you know, like I like him. We don't like we don't get enough of. of I mean, we get like Catelyn. If you count like Lady yeah. Stoneheart. Right. So but we just don't really get a lot of House Tully, you know? Yeah. And like they seem yeah, like they're we- really cool. Like Edmure Tully seems like he could be good gear good character the black fish yeah. you know yeah he's really neat i mean getting his backstory and and the fighting between him and his brother you know um pledging his sword right. to yeah. uh, lisa and then now to to cat yeah it, it is pretty neat and i actually keep rooting for edmure because he gets mm-hmm. captured and taken you know um advantage of and that scene later on where he's trying to shoot the arrow at a you know, hit his father's, you know, the, right. They send the, his father down the river. Ah, just, I feel for him, man, mm-hmm. you know? So anyways, but yeah, so she, she's definitely interested in, in how are we going to, you know, um, make this right? What's the battle plan? You know, do you think we'll see Edmure so, Tully in uh season eight? Um, uh, let me think. The actor has said he's not what? in it, but you never know. What was the last thing that happened that we saw? He, he went, he, he just, he, Jamie he went into river run. Into River Run, yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. that's how they get the Blackfish, right? And so he's just there under Lannister, kind of, you know, at at yeah, the Lannisters are allowing them to be there, and right, and yeah, I don't know, maybe I don't know, maybe I maybe don't Cersei know. uses him as, I mean, that they've got to cool. have some forces. I mean, you know, it would be really cool if 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 he showed up. I mean, even though, so the actor really said he's not in it, huh? Yeah, dang, that was that'd like be, a while ago. Cool. I liked him, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyways. Well, it'd be neat. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, um, he also, remember, married, and I think she's still alive, uh, that yeah. Frey girl, and now all the Freys are pretty much dead, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there you Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, really. Who's left there? But there's, there's going to be a lot of... 
things to settle at the end of this. Right. You know what I mean? If if the books go anything like the show, it's that's like, man, it's how taken, are we going to... That's gonna... why it's taken Gur forever. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, all right, so so as we get into the plan here, you know, what are you going to do? Tywin's host is coming up. You know, they, they've split Jamie and Tywin, and uh, we're not really sure what to do, right? They can't stay at Moat Kaelin. They, they have to make a choice. You know, right. you either hold up here, and basically, if you keep your force here much longer, Lannisters are going to get in better position. They're going to pick off, you know, what could be you know, allies, and there's no food in this area. Mm-hmm. This is not land they can live off of. So so that's tough. Um, let's see. This is where Rob starts to hesitate as he talks about the plan. He hesitated. The Great John thinks we should take the battle to Lord Tywin and surprise him, he said. But the Glovers take the Karstark... But the Glovers and the Karstarks feel we'd be wiser to go around his army and join up with Uncle uh, Sir Edmure against the Kingslayer. He ran his fingers through his shaggy mane of auburn hair, looking unhappy. Though by the time we reach River Run, I'm not certain. And this is where Catelyn kind of says, be certain, or go home and take up that wooden sword again. Yeah. You know, she kind of says, like, yeah, you've named yourself Battle Commander Command. And be decisive, you know, is kind of what she encourages him to do. And uh, she's like, so, you know, he's like, as you say. And she's like, I'll ask you again, what do you mean to do and this is epic you know mm-hmm. so rob drew a map across the table uh, a ragged piece of old leather covered with lines of faded paint uh, one end curled from uh, from being rolled he weighed it down with his dagger both plans have virtues but uh, look if we try to swing around lord tywin's host we take the risk of being caught between him and the kingslayer and if we attack him by all reports he has more men than i do and a lot more armored horses the Great Johns say that won't matter if we catch him with his britches down. But mm-hmm. it seems to me that a man who has fought many battles as Tywin Lannister won't be so easily surprised. So there, he's looking at the Great John's advice, wanting to kind of catch him off guard, but he knows Tywin's not a guy easily caught off guard. And, you know, Cat's yeah. kind of like, good, uh, yeah, that, okay. He's he's taking what he's hearing from his bannerman and he's assessing it um, you know, and, and trying to decide what, what he thinks is best, right? So she says, tell me more. And he wants to leave a small force there at Moat Kalen, mostly archers, just to kind of, you know, um, to guard that. And, uh, you know, so, so then what he says is that, but once we're below the neck, I would split my host in two. The foot, foot soldiers, can continue down the king's road while, while our horsemen cross the green fork at the twins. Um, he pointed. When Lord Tywin gets word that we've come south, he'll march north to engage my our main host, leaving our riders free to hurry. So since they're they're on horses, they can actually make much better time, right? And hurry down the west bank to River Run. Rob sat back, not quite daring to smile, but pleased with himself and hungry for a praise. And so, really, he has a really good plan here. Um, in, in in order, it just the next part is all about who does who's going to command that other host? Who does he go with? And you know, Rob says he would go with the more dangerous route, he, just like his mm-hmm. father. He would go with the horses and um, go with the cavalry, and they would ride to where River Run is being, you know, sieged, essentially, and try to take Jamie Lannister by surprise, which they do. Um, mm-hmm. Now, who is he going to put in charge of the other host? And this is tricky because all those, you know, lords want their due. They want to be commanding some the commander of some battle. And he's like, well, you know, the great John has no fear. And she's kind of like, you know, but we're outnumbered there. So would we want someone who is fearless and just bullheaded to rush with all of our forces in there and get slaughtered? And so they, they kind of 
decide, you know, she, she helps him work towards the decision that Roose Bolton is actually a better choice because he is cunning and he is resourceful and would not put all of their troops at stake. All you really need to do is distract Tywin a little bit and make him believe right. that this is where the battle's going to happen. So he doesn't send his support over to Jamie. You know, that's all they need. Buy their time, maybe even attack a little bit and then retreat. Um, keep everybody safe, but then that looked like a real battle. We know how it goes later. It's a lot of men are sacrificed. I mean, Roos is, he's a ruthless guy, you know, so. But, yeah, I don't know. So they go on talking a little bit more about just Grey Wynn and, and, you know, and how he got to know the Great John and, and, and all that good stuff, and that's really the last big decision that they make. So um, Rob nodded, rolled up the map. I'll give the commands and assemble an escort to take you home to Winterfell. Catelyn had fought to keep herself strong for Ned's sake and for uh, this stubborn, brave son of theirs. She had put despair and fear aside as if they were uh, garments she did not choose to wear. But now she saw that she had donned them after all. I'm not going to Winterfell, she said. Um, she, surprised, she was surprised by the sudden rush of tears that blurred her vision. My father may be dying behind the walls of Riverrun. My brother is surrounded by foes. I must go to them. You know, family, duty, honor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's... What would have happened had she left? Oh, boy. Who knows? The the, the great what-if game, you know? I know. Oh, it's just... It's epic, man. So, that's I think it's really cool to think about, you know, as we slow it down and we go chapter by chapter, to really look at the significance of what the young wolf does, you know, and how... When he really starts to decide some things and having his mother there to help him not to contradict him or not to um, undermine him in front of her in front of his bannerman but to help him in private and and what have you because then he'll go make this decisive decision you know in front of them and and be more you know of a leader and I think they'll have a lot of respect for him there so but yeah man I don't know epic couple chapters there a lot of battle a lot of battle going on yeah so holy smokes okay um don't really have any uh, ravens this week. We um, we have a, a raven. Uh, we have a dock. And I'm calling it uh, Ravens Nest 3.5. It's really going to turn into, uh, you know, uh, uh, a follow up Friday. You know, yeah, follow up Friday or something. Maybe before, you know, the we'll get our predictions out there and things and talk about some of those ravens and the Night King and and, and everything that we know. And uh, then after each each episode, after you know, see, uh, season eight, episode one, later that Friday, send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will follow up have discussions about your thoughts and theories on what's your predictions what you think happened what, what's going to happen just all of it you know what i mean we're going to go nuts so it should be should be a really good time so yeah well we want to thank you for playing the game of thrones um in our next episode we will not be discussing chapter 56 Tyrion 7 uh, as we said earlier in the episode, we're, we're, we're saving that. So uh, our next episode, we will be discussing season eight. Uh, well, season eight, episode one, man. Episode one. Episode yeah, absolutely. One. Yeah. So crazy, man. It's crazy. Right. So. Uh, all right, guys. Yeah. 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 If you like our podcast, uh, don't forget to, to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment uh, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We'll see you in a week. Remember, season eight is here.